arguably one of the best lines in hockey, makes its way to the main stage on today's episode of Lockdown Flames. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Locked On Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and thank you so much for joining me as we talk about one of my favorite lines to gush over. And yes, that would be the Mangiapani, Backland, and Coleman line. But before we do that, make sure you are following and subscribing for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcasts to get the latest episodes every day. I'm here for you here at Locked on Flames. And just make sure that you're giving us a nice little comment, some ratings, some reviews, anything just to help us. We love to see it. Just like we love to see this line out there on the ice. I think we were all in agreement when this when we said that this was the line. This should have been starting against Connor McDavid's line last playoff. Why, 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 why were you not putting out your best defensive forwards <laughs> against like one of the most offensively skilled lines in hockey? I don't know, but we just we just have to start talking here about Andrew Mangiapane because again, this is a line that like I could do episodes and episodes about, but I don't want to bore you with that just yet. I want to break down each player and get into it. Andrew Mangiapane is a future Selkie nominee and more than likely winner. He was second in forwards and takeaways on, in, <laughs> on the Calgary Flames. And he is someone that I think is going to blossom. And kind of like how Dylan Dubé had his breakout season this year. And yes, Mangiapane technically had his when he scored all those goals, but I think we're going to see a resurgence. Um, I feel like it's still very too early, very much too early in Mangiapane's career to call it a resurgence, but you know, we're going to see a consistent style of what we saw two seasons ago. And we do have to discuss the elephant in the room here, right? Holy drop off in production. I found it very, very odd, mainly because the, the line that he was on wasn't changing drastically. They played 400 minutes together. It was broken down into, but that, you know, for them to be on the ice together for that long, and ugh, I just, I feel like something just wasn't right there. And I understand that, you know, there there were days where games and shifts where they weren't always together. But to me, you should still be able to pull something out of yourself. Especially when you're as young as Andrew Mangiapane. He's 27 years old. Uh, he has the same birthday as one of my family members. Like, exact birthdays, actually. But this was the 14th best line in the league when you looked at it through lines that played 375 minutes together and through like the one of the best lines and I just want to know who hurt them 
why where where did Mangiapane's production go? Tw- 17 goals and 26 assists was two years ago just an outlier and not just for him but for the entire group was it just luck that all of these things happened and just kind of fell into place and aligned for success here but what what happened where did those 12 goals go listen if he even scored seven more goals I would have been happy you're going to see a decrease in production most times especially uh in a season where most of your team is struggling I don't I don't know and unfortunately he's kind of the weakest link this season based on that this breakdown here he had two power play goals this year versus eight and he did have the last okay so actually he had two power play goals in 2020 in the 2020-2021 season, eight eight power play goals in the 2021-22 season, and then two goals, there are two power play goals this year. So, you know, an outlier. The years before, he, he had zero. So <laughs> he is still young and has so much potential to grow and be a consistent 25 to 30 goal scorer. And I think we you will see that again. I think, um, you know, he did end up having shoulder surgery at the end of the season pretty quickly after. So I'm interested to know when that might have happened. I don't think that he is one of those players that's going to tell you something is wrong, especially like I, I do. I never expect a player to come forward and say, yeah, like I've been battling through this when there wasn't like any indication, like obvious indication that something was going on. And especially where they were fighting for a playoff spot up until the last minute. But I I think we are going to see a different version of Mangiapane again. He is very much like, (laughs) like a mirror ball where he just kind of reflects off of everything and he's showing you all these different things. And I really have faith in him finding his offensive stride again every player goes through down years and it just it felt like so much worse because of how many goals he had last season but coming up next we are going to talk about the most criminally underrated two-way forward in the league Michael Backlund but before we do that I do want to take a minute and tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a delicious tasting protein bar that everyone needs in their snack drawers and they are a great protein bar that fills you up and gets you pretty much a serving of protein in one bar and these bars are covered in 100% real chocolate and they come in a bajillion different flavors and they come in flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream. And there's a million different ways to consume these too. You know, some people like to put them in the microwave and then put them over like an ice cream sandwich, ice cream sundae. Some people like to blend them up and put them in their shake. Some people just like to eat them like a candy bar. And right now, you don't have, the wait is over. You don't have to wait to get a box for years. We've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com, which you can still do, by the way. But you can get them at your local Walmart and Sam's Club while you still can. And you can get your specialty flavors at Built.com. So head to your nearest Walmart and 
walk to the pharmacy section to grab yourself a box of Bill Bars, and you can get a box at Sam's Club as well. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with me today on Lockdown Flames. Make sure you're subscribed and following Lockdown Flames wherever you're getting your podcasts. <sighs> Another year of Backland being snubbed for the Selkie. You, and honestly, congratulations to all the nominees. You know, it, it's it's not easy getting recognized for these awards on a national scale like this. So maybe maybe next year, <laughs> right? This past season, he led the team with 60 takeaways, and he said it himself. This was a rough year for the team, but I, I do want to take a moment and just talk about how crucial Backlund was at both ends of the ice. You know, obviously, I mentioned the 60 takeaways there, which obviously are fantastic. You know what? That is something that a forward should absolutely be getting praised for whether it be his coaches, his teammates, the local media, quite literally anyone that watches him him play should be acknowledging that, right? But his production was up, and it was up significantly. He went from 12 goals to 19, which is a significant jump, especially for a player that is you know, in his 30s, you don't always see that. And I felt like any time backwards on the ice, again, this could just be the eye test. It could just be me being blindly optimistic. But I felt like Backland really gave this team a fighting chance in any situation. He was going out there, whether it be on the power play or at even strength, and he was giving it his all. And that's what matters because you need someone that can still like push it to full throttle. Even when you're losing eight to two to the Los Angeles Kings, it's okay. You know, it it stinks that that losses like that happen. But I feel like Backlund, anytime he was out on the ice, he was looking to make progress and he, he was a force to be reckoned with out there. And, you know, obviously He's not a player that's like Matthew Kachuk in terms of, you know, I'm going to go out there and fight people and do sexy wraparound goals or anything like that. But he puts his nose to the grindstone and grinds out every shift. He's going out there. He's making complete passes. He is swooping in passes from his teammates and he's doing the dang thing. I really, really think that he is one of the most poised players in the league. And I know that these players are very well media trained, but with the amount of charity work that he does and him and his wife do and how he addresses the media, he is a very polite and kind gentleman. And he, he knows his audience. He knows the people that he's talking to. And if he has something to say, he's going to say it, but in a way that does not seem overly disrespectful i i want to know what he was doing at the press conference i want to know what was going through his mind at as he listened to the people in the organization talk does (laughs) what was he doing i i think that if they can get him to sign another few year extension he's named captain. He is the longest tenured Calgary flame. He's played his entire career there and really he deserves it. He is someone that will con- 
continuously stand up and speak out. And you love to see it. I am concerned with this upcoming season being a contract year just because sometimes players put too much emphasis on that and they get in their own way and they can't help themselves and they just have a really bad year or they suddenly find this new level of hockey within within themselves. Think of Eric Goodbranson, okay? No way, $16 million contract. Absolutely not. But he got it because he played well enter, going into free agency. He knew that the Flames weren't going to re-sign him at that price, so price, and he got someone to pay him. So, you know, I think that this could be a situation where he does stay, especially now that Sutter's gone, but I think that he will be a commanding voice in the room next season or this upcoming season. I really enjoy Michael Backlund and the style of hockey he plays. want to reiterate that having him on the ice on your team, you know, everyone needs to just watch him closer. Whether you, you know, you go back and watch a really good game or you watch highlights or watch this next season. I want everyone to be paying attention to Backland. I think he is a star. <laughs> he is certainly a star. And coming up next, we wrap up the show with some Blake Coleman talk and wrapping up this line as a whole. Thank you everyone so much for hanging out with me today on Locked on Flames. Make sure you are subscribed wherever you get your podcasts, your team every day. Blake Coleman has settled in to his life in Calgary. He's doing well. He He's just a doll, you know? Him, his wife, his two kids, just absolutely gorgeous family. And I love watching how, you know, they interact with him on game day up against the glass. I, I find it very endearing and very sweet. I love that they wear jackets or have jerseys that say daddy on the back with his number. I love that. And, you know, there's no doubt that that man loves his life. And it's really nice to see because I think, you know, when you're happy outside of work, you're going to bring the positivity to work. And I think Blake Coleman does that. And I think he has done that from day one. You know, he had just come off of winning Stanley uh, Stanley Cup and signs with Calgary because they couldn't afford to to keep him. Um, they couldn't afford to keep anyone after they won the Stanley Cup, right? So, you know, him coming in led to a lot of hype and kind of expectations. And I, w- I don't think that he has failed to meet them. I think that especially this season, he had an increase in production and you were watching him shoot more and you were watching him still thrive in as a two-way forward. So for him, uh, you know, he did jump a little bit from 16 to 18 goals and, of course, from 17 to 20 assists. He had 32 takeaways on the season, so you're evening out and you're finding a little bit of balance there, right? You are finding what you need to succeed. And again, that line, this line is something that should be cherished, right? Like this, this is such a good line because of how dynamic they are, how they can go out there and just score the even strength, 
while they're shorthanded or have the man advantage. So you also know that they can perform defensively. Look at all these takeaways, right? His shooting percentage did increase this year as well. It went from 7 to 9%. And I think that you're going to see any player that plays under Daryl Sutter to see an increase in shooting percentage. We have talked about this a lot, especially with Nick on the show. Daryl Sutter's kind of model is shoot, shoot, shoot. You are a shooting team. It doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to be pretty. As long as the puck leaves your stick, you're good. And I don't think that this isn't Blake Coleman. (laughs) Um, You know, I think that he has a chance to continue doing this because, you know, he, he was shooting at 10 and 11% from 2018 to 2020 consistently. So three years of that is, is pretty good. And he's climbing his way back up and you want to see that. I don't have any thoughts or ideas of how he feels about Sutter being gone. I, I haven't seen anything. Uh, he, him and his wife are very active on social media. They, they are always doing something so fun. And I'm jealous of the, of these two little kids getting to travel over all over North America to go to like, uh, Texas Rangers baseball games and just hang out with like the coolest people on earth. Right. But I think you're going to see more of that production from Blake Coleman again. I think people have been a little hard on him, but I don't think that it's, you know, anything to be overly concerned about. He is a good player. He has what it takes to win. And everyone in that room should look at him look and look to him as a leader. I think that this line is going to hold itself to a higher standard next year. And I think that it is going to meet that expectation. If you see all three of these players on an offensive tear, this essentially is going to become your second line. I I think that it is just the third line because of how deep their team is. Is is their team really that deep? That's another question. But I, I want to see this team really click or this line rather, this whole team needs to click. Yes. But (laughs) on a micro level, this team needs to succeed. They need to start clicking. They need to be better at completing the passes, better at shooting, better at playmaking. But everyone is kind of down on themselves this year. And when you have a center that's not in the necessarily like strongest mind frame because of how hard he's been on himself, you're going to see some consequences of that. And, you know, I don't want to say it's okay because it's not, you know, you always want people to be okay, but it's going to get better. I hope that the long-term plan is for Backlund to stay in Calgary. I want to see Giupani obviously heal and recover from this surgery because he needs to. (laughs) And there's no point in playing if you aren't fully recovered because you are just going to be limiting yourself and you are going to potentially injure yourself again. And what is the point? And I just want to see Blake Coleman continue to rack up those assists and work on that two-way game. I think that those are very reasonable expectations for this team. 
especially this line. But thank you, everyone, for hanging out with me today on Locked On Flames. Today on Locked On Flames, as always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto. You can follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto, and you can tune in to Locked On Flames, your team, every day. And I will see you tomorrow as we continue to work our way through player evaluations.